Hello everybody and welcome to The Singlet Club, episode 7. My name is Ron and this week I'm flying solo, reviewing the upcoming Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. We're going to get down to business here in a second, but first, there are a couple of headlines we should look at since the last time we spoke. Renee Young was promoted to a full-time position on the Raw commentary team recently, and I think she's a great fit. I've, uh, you know, watched a couple episodes where she's, you know, called the called the matches. Uh, she comes off as more authentic as a commentator than she does as an interviewer, and she seems to care more about the matches, which is more than I can say for the other commentators uh, in WWE right now. I feel like they care more about advancing storylines than they do about the actual play-by-play. So Renee Young is a breath of fresh air, and we here at the Singlet Club want to wish her the best of luck because I think that. She's got a really bright future in the commentary booth. Uh, Next up, there are rampant rumors after the segment a couple of weeks ago that Shawn Michaels may be destined for a return to the ring, and he's probably going to be facing off against The Undertaker. Uh, Apparently this is in conjunction with the WWE returning to Saudi Arabia in November, uh, as we all know, along with generating a ton of controversy because it featured exactly zero members of the female roster, the Greatest Royal Rumble also generated a ton of money for the WWE. Apparently there's high demand for Shawn Michaels to appear at that show specifically, and with as much money as they're reportedly offering HBK, I wouldn't be surprised if he took the offer and faced off with The Undertaker again. Uh, To me, this match doesn't hold a lot of interest. As Jason Agnew said on this week's episode of Sunday Night's Main Event Radio, um, it ruins the last memory that we have of the emotional rollercoaster we experienced when the dead man finally ended HBK's career. Um, I like that Shawn Michaels has stayed true to his word and stayed away from the ring, and I hope he continues to do so, but I'm not wholly optimistic that he will. This week, we also saw the end of an era uh, in Matt Hardy announcing his retirement from in-ring competition in the WWE. Uh, This wasn't a huge surprise, given that Hardy had been experiencing a lot of discomfort and pain in his lower back for some time. Um, Some of my favorite matches growing up were with Matt Hardy, um, specifically any of the TLC matches. Um, with his brother Jeff um, when they would take on the Dudley Boys and Edging Christian. Um, You just go back now and you can watch those matches. They are still uh, some of the most fun matches I think that they have on the WWE Network. I completely understand him going away from the ring and I'm wondering if this is also a hint at what's destined for Jeff Hardy. Um, You know, he's not getting any younger either. He's coming up against Randy Orton tonight at the pay-per-view and you know randy orton's whole thing is he's out to kill jeff hardy's character basically so i'm not sure i think that there's the potential that team extreme retires together but that might not be the case uh at all we'll have to keep an eye on it and see what happens Alright, welcome to the segment where we preview Hell in a Cell coming up tonight. Like I said, really uh, really slacked off on this one until the last second, so sorry about that, guys. Um, interesting note about this pay-per-view, there are a lot of titles up for grabs. Uh, let's see, just looking at the card right now, I've got one, two, three, four, five, six titles on the line, and not one of them is 
the WWE United States title, which means this is the second pay-per-view in a row where we haven't seen Shinsuke Nakamura. And to me, that's a travesty. I feel like he should be on every show. Um, I feel like they're not doing a lot of justice to him right now, but I also haven't had a chance to watch a lot of SmackDown or Raw lately. Well, okay, so I haven't had a lot of chances to watch the TV shows just in general. I haven't watched a lot of NXT either. I'm just really behind. I've got to catch up on it. Um, I don't know if they're pushing him more on the show, but the fact that he's not showing up on the pay-per-view has me kind of concerned, um, especially for the second month in a row. Anyway, we're going to go down the card um, match at a time. I'm going to tell you what matches I think are going to be uh, are really going to steal the show, um, which matches I'm not as much looking forward to. And, uh, yeah, kind of just do what we usually do around here. So... So starting off on the pre-show, we have the SmackDown Tag Team title match. I think this is I'm, this is this is a little concerning to me, um, just because it's I mean it's a pretty important title, the SmackDown Tag Team titles. The New Day are very popular, uh, stable. It's very important tag team right now, and they have them facing off against Rusev and Aiden English. This is the second month in a row where Rusev has been in the pre-show and not on the main the main show. I, I think that's also kind of strange, but I also realize that WWE is kind of brimming with talent at the moment. Not necessarily everybody's going to be on the show. It's just kind of weird that they, you know, have put done this to Rusev, you know, two months removed from him being in the WWE title match against AJ Styles. So I don't know if they're just like, if they're, they're cooling off to him or if they're just trying to set up the Aiden English feud um, I mean, I watch the shows on Hulu and some of those feuds get cut out and I don't even know about them until the pay-per-view comes up. So anyway, I think that the uh, New Day are going to retain here. Uh, it's going to be interesting if they don't, just because Rusev and Aiden English have been at each other's throats basically for the last, I don't know, month and a half, two months, basically ever since that match with AJ Styles. Um... So it'd be kind of weird, kind of weird if they gave him the titles, but it might also make for an interesting uh, storyline. It's kind of that thing that uh, Paul Heyman was famous for doing, you know, booking tag teams where the partners hate each other. Um, but I think New Day wins it. I'd be surprised if they had the uh, SmackDown tag team titles change hands on the uh, pre-show. All right, now onto the main card. So. I don't know what the order of matches is. I'm just kind of going by, you know, what I think, you know, with in terms of like importance and stuff. Um, starting off, we got Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella versus The Miz and Maurice. I don't think we needed to introduce Brie Bella and Maurice into this feud. I was glad that Maurice, you know, interfered and helped The Miz win the match. I thought that was clever. I thought that was, you know, not something that you see very often um, anymore. Just having her sit at ringside basically you know with their kid and then secretly you know she's packing brass knuckles um i kind of get it but i don't really think that it's totally necessary i think we could have just done with daniel bryan versus the miz part two you know but that might just be me i think that i think that daniel bryan and brie bella win this match just because you know the miz got the last one and it's Brie Bella's first time back on pay-per-view in a while, I guess. I mean, I guess she was on it last month, but first time back in the ring. 
you know, in a while. So that's that one. I'm not really anticipating a lot out of that match, but it could be better than I anticipate. Just, you know, seeing those highlights of the Bellas a couple of weeks ago or last week, whatever it was, just I'm not that interested in seeing them wrestle. But we'll see how it turns out. Might be a decent match. Might be. Is, uh, might be. Yeah. Next up, I put the Hell in a Cell match between Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton. Um, no title on the line. Um, again, could have put the U.S. title here. I mean, I'm glad they didn't take it off of Shinsuke, but at this point, like, is he, do they even really consider him a champion? I, I don't know. Anyway, I'm not super interested in this match. I'd like to see Jeff Hardy, you know, do all his crazy aerial shit. And, um... You know, I think Randy Orton is boring as hell, though. And I think that as, as entertaining as Jeff Hardy is, Randy Orton just dragged the whole thing down. So I think Orton's going to win. I mean, I don't see any reason why Jeff Hardy would. Um, Orton's, you know, making his big comeback. This is his first, you know, big in-ring action in, in a while. So it'd be kind of weird if, uh, if, if Jeff Hardy went over in this match because I feel like they're trying to build Randy Orton back up. So he can challenge for more titles and, you know, add to his resume and just bore us to death forever. Next up, we have the Raw Tag Team title match between Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre uh, going up against The Shield in uh, Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. Um, I think this match is going to be one of the best matches of the night just because I really like the way these teams uh, gel together. I like how Ziggler and McIntyre work together, and I like how Rollins and Ambrose work together. So I feel, and I feel like they put on, you know, some pretty good matches together. Um, I don't see Ziggler and McIntyre giving up the belts, you know, the first opportunity, but I think they also won the titles on Raw. So who knows? This could have just been like a thing so that they, you know, put them on paper so that. Uh, it was easier to transition the titles to Rollins and Ambrose instead of having them beat the B team who are supposed to be, you know, babyface. But who knows? I think that uh, I think that Ziggler and McIntyre are going to win. Um, yeah, and I think it's going to be a pretty good match. Maybe not match of the night, but I think it's going to be a pretty good match. Next up, we have the match for the Raw Women's Championship between Ronda Rousey and Alexa Bliss. Um, I've seen a lot of fans calling for Alexa Bliss to win this match. Um, you know, saying that Rousey is too new. Um, she's not as good in the ring. Um, you know, she's not as polished as some of the other, uh, uh, women wrestlers on the roster. And I would agree with that. She is still really new, and I don't know that I necessarily think she should be champion right now. But I also buy her as the most believable person to hold that belt. It's kind of like with Brock Lesnar. Like, I don't like Brock Lesnar at all. I think that he's a terrible wrestler. Um, I don't think he's really that impressive on the microphone or anything like that. I think he's pretty boring. Um, but I don't know. Something about that, like, I think Ronda Rousey is more interesting, at least. I think she's got a lot more potential. And I think that she could legitimately beat the crap out of any other lady in that locker room. So that's why I think it's okay for her to be champion, even though she hasn't really developed those other aspects yet. But at the same time, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if they cut her brain short, you know, like it, it wouldn't surprise me any. I still think that Ronda's going to win this match, but I don't know. We could see something happen. We could see Natty turn on Rousey. 
Um, it's something that's kind of been rumored for a while. I think I would watch that match. Um, I don't think she would do it to cost Rousey the belt, though. I think she wants to fight for the title, and I think that it would benefit her way more if Rousey kept the belt. So I'm going with Rousey, and then I'm going to say that uh, Natalia uh, finally turns on her, and we end up seeing that match at Survivors. No, at Evolution. Yes. Up next, we have the SmackDown Women's Championship match, and I'm going to guess that this is going to be one of the best matches of the night between Charlotte and Becky Lynch. I feel like they could have made this a Hell in a Cell match because I think that the feud is, you know, deep enough that it would have made sense for them to fight each other in a big old steel cage, but apparently WWE felt otherwise, and, uh, you know, I guess they get paid the big bucks for some reason. I don't know why, but some reason. Um... I think that this is going to be that match. This is going to be the match where we see the double turn that everybody wants, uh, where Charlotte becomes a heel and Becky Lynch becomes a face. I mean, I said it on Heavyweight Chumps podcast the other day. I think that this is more like the Austin versus McMahon feud than Rousey versus Stephanie McMahon is. Um, I see. I see Charlotte as a much a uh, bigger uh, establishment figure. Her family has been involved in wrestling forever, and she's you know always had a leg up on the competition. Um, whereas Becky Lynch had to fight and scratch and claw her way to get to where she is, and she, I mean, she's pulling some Steve Austin kind of stuff, you know, dressing up in a disguise, like hiding in the crowd and then jumping her on SmackDown last week. That was. That was pretty awesome, and that was definitely it, it. It was a thing that reminded me a lot of Stone Cold Steve Austin. So, um, I think that that's. I think it's a more interesting feud too. Like Stephanie McMahon can try to make herself interesting, but I really don't. I don't care. You know, it's it's. I don't know. It, it's it's hard to describe, but like, I found her way more interesting back when Triple H was relevant, and then she had like a lot more influence, I guess. I don't know. I didn't even really like that, to be honest with you. I feel like it's kind of, you know, annoying when people who own the company and run the company then book themselves to be successful in the company. But anyway, moving on. Up next, we have the SmackDown heavyweight title match. Samoa Joe versus AJ Styles. I think this is going to be another one of those matches. It's a real barn burner. I think it's going to be, uh, I think that's going to be the match of the night. Um, there's a lot of, um, a lot of fury in this match between these guys. Samojo keeps calling out AJ Styles' wife and kids. Um, I think this match also would have been an acceptable use of the Hell in a Cell, but apparently they didn't feel like putting it on there. Um, I guess they would have rather seen Jeff Hardy doing all those cool flippy moves and Randy Orton just being boring, um, probably getting bloody or something like that. So AJ Styles is at about just over 300 days uh, since he won the title, and I think that it may be time for them to take the belt off of him and give it to Samoa Joe. Um, I mean, 313 plus days—it's a long time to have a belt. But that would also go against my, you know, theory that they're going to try to have him run it out until he passes Brock Lesnar and they don't have to deal with that, you know, embarrassment of Brock Lesnar being one of the longest reigning champions in modern history, you know, 
kind of thing. Um, yeah, I think that Joe, I think that Joe wins it. I think it's finally his time. I think that he's he's really great. He's he's always been really good in the ring, and I think that he's finally you know doing promos that are just awesome. Um, yeah, I think it's time for AJ Styles to take a vacation. So, I'm thinking, I, I think Samoa Joe is going to win, but uh, I think it's going to be a knockdown drag out match. I think, like I said, it's going to be one of the best matches of the night. And then we're going to move on to what I think is going to be the main event uh, for the Universal title in a Hell in a Cell with special guest referee Mick Foley, Roman Reigns facing off against Braun Strowman. Now, I can also understand why they put this match in a Hell in a Cell, because, again, this match means a lot. Uh, Roman Reigns is, you know, not really beloved by the fans, but then Braun Strowman came out and joined forces with Ziggler and McIntyre and made himself full-on heel. Um, I think he had fair reasons to, though. I mean, Roman Reigns had the shield. They started doing the heel shit, you know, where they would jump in three-on-one. I think that Vince realized, oh crap, that's not the way I want the crowd to react to this. So he uh, he pulled the trigger and he made Braun Strowman a full-on heel. And um, I mean, I guess the fans are cheering Roman now a little bit anyway. I don't know. I don't think it was really worth it to, to make him a heel, really. But it's also not a bad move. Like, I like Ziggler and McIntyre. I just don't know if they fit with Braun Strowman. Anyway, um, I think Roman wins. I think it's a... Uh, I think it's a really brutal match i would think that both men get bloody and you know it it just goes for like 20 minutes 30 minutes whatever and it's just like carnage from beginning to end especially with mick foley being involved i mean it would only make sense but i think roman wins it he's only had the title for like a month and he's wwe's new favorite thing so well not new favorite thing he's wwe's favorite thing who now has a title, so I'm gonna go with Roman on this one. Hope I'm wrong. I feel like Braun Strowman is a much more convincing heavyweight champion, but I think Roman's gonna win it. And that's gonna do it for us here on this really late and super topical episode of the Singlet Club. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Singlet Club Pod, where we will start posting polls on a regular basis. Uh, we will also be live tweeting Hell in a Cell tonight, so feel free to join in the fray there. Let us know what you think. Let us know what uh, what matches you like, what matches you don't like. We'll uh, we, we love your opinion. So uh, also be sure to check out our Instagram at the Singlet Club Pod. Our friend Wayne makes memes for the page, and they're all really funny. So check that out. If you're interested in supporting the show, please leave a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, and it helps more than you might think. If you're feeling especially generous. Uh, feel free to check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash club. Right now, any monetary donations will probably be used towards purchasing a new computer, but it doesn't crash when I open Audacity. The Singlet Club is a production of SCPR Media and a member of the Famous Original Podcast Network. For any questions, feedback, or if you want us to show up on your podcast, email us at singletclubpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and in the immortal words of Mick Foley, have a nice day.